your hands together. Put 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 your hands What's up? Hi. You guys surprised to see me? Who, honestly, be honest, how many of you are just my fans who came out specifically because you knew I was on the show? No, be honest. I was walking past the line and I heard a girl say to somebody I wasn't looking, she's like, Cameron and Rhea host the show. You know them. They're so great. And I was like, fuck. Just kidding. They're hiding in my jumpsuit. Man, do you guys like my outfit? Yes, I like you. I like you guys. When I first got this jumpsuit, I wore it home, and my boyfriend was like, hey, you look like a female Ghostbuster. I was like, fuck you, they have those. And this is not what they wore. <laughs> they wore normal sweeping uniforms. <laughs> I actually saw the new Ghostbusters. I almost said the female. Like, I, I saw the new Ghostbusters with Cameron and Rhea, so... We are friends. Um, we saw it. They fucking loved it. Like, Cameron and Rhea were just, they, like, loved it so much. I really liked it, but, like, I hadn't seen the original. So, for me, I was like, yeah, this seems, like, great. I don't know what to compare it to. I only want to see women fight ghosts. You know? It's like, men fighting ghosts? Ugh. Classic, you know? Like, two on the nose. <laughs> women know where to find ghosts, you know? Oh, you guys are all there, too. All right, cool. Happy um, 2017. <laughs> Remember when everybody was like, fuck 2016, 2016 sucks. It's like, okay, well, buckle up. <laughs> like at the end of, tw basically like Trump won the election and then, tr and then um, Prince died and everyone was like, 2016's the worst. It's like, we just found out about all this stuff that was gonna happen in 2017. <laughs> that was the worst part about 2016. It's like, woof, you know? <laughs> Do you guys know Pantone, like the people that make colors? Mm -hmm. So in 2016, Pantone's color of the year was rose gold. And I feel like for 2017, they were like, we got other shit to do, it's gonna be green! <laughs> Which is the color of the year, so what's up? Hey, <laughs> did you come with anyone? Sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry I asked you about that, but um, you just you just like didn't want to. I don't know anybody in town. I'm from Jersey. You're from New Jersey. Yeah. There's other New Jersey people here. I don't know that. Oh, <laughs> why did you move here? I didn't move here. I'm here for work. Actually. Wow, I'm really missing the mark on all of these. <laughs> You're just visiting for work. Yeah. What do you do? I sell books to doctors. Oh. People in LA can't really read, so <laughs> to doctors, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, like all of the doctors or plastic surgeons? Uh, this week it was GI doctors. That's really gross. Who are you? <laughs> Ooh, that is the least sexy of the doctors. GIs, um, cool. So you got books for them. You sell a lot. 
Okay, that's not the spirit. Um, well, that's great. I mean, honestly, doctors need books. It's not like there's like some computer that tells them stuff anymore. Um, so that's great. Did you have to carry all the books? No. You ship them. This is making me look stupid, isn't it? All right, cool. Uh, what's your name? Nate. Nate. Got nothing. That's cool, though. Is it cold in New Jersey right now? <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? Well, did you come to the show? I'm, this is the last question. Did, did you come to the show on purpose? Yes. A, a second last question. Is it because Cameron and Rhea host it? I knew they weren't going to be here. Actually, they're near my hotel Because they're on that bus. <laughs> and that's where buses are in New Jersey. No, yeah, so you miss them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, passing in the night. That's really romantic. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to nail this show in one minute. <laughs> no, well, thank you so much for coming all the way from New Jersey, and happy October. <laughs> Man, what do I want to do? I'm from Canada. I don't know if you guys can tell because of my glow. Um, I'm from Canada. I, it's hard to live here right now. Because I don't know if you guys know, but America sucks right now. <laughs> you guys are fucking it up, all right? And not just for you, for the world. Um, also, Canada's dope. Like, right now, specifically, we have a very sexy prime minister. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's like, he could be a GI. <laughs> He's that sexy. <laughs> He's so hot. What's it like for you guys to have an ugly president? <laughs> That's gotta be tough. <laughs> Cause I can go home at night and think about my prime minister and like be patriotic. <laughs> but you guys can't do that. <laughs> Nobody has ever come because of Donald Trump. <laughs> Unless he's like made them. <laughs> like, hey, I didn't do it. He didn't make me. Okay. Um, <laughs> You guys, you guys do know what it's like to have a hot president, though, because you used to have one, uh, Clinton. <laughs> Boy, those were the days. Could have done it again. The other thing I miss about Canada... <laughs> the other thing I miss about Canada is free health care. It is fucking awesome. Slow clap is perfect. <laughs> In fact, if you could do that after every joke I tell... When I lived in Canada, I used to go to the doctor, like, easily once a week. Like, one time I went to the doctor just because my butt was itchy. <laughs> you can't do that. You can do that here, it's just, like, not worth the money. Because the doctor's going to be like, I looked it up in my book, it's toilet paper. Um, <laughs> that's in the book, right? And they're like, it's probably just her toilet paper. <laughs> I have insurance here now, though. Because Obama was like, girl, you should get insurance. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I got it. I got it. And I used it for the first time a couple months ago. And I just want to say, like, right out of the gate, fuck copay. <laughs> fuck copay. That shit is so rude. <laughs> insurance companies have so much money. And then they're like, oh, don't worry, let me get this procedure. Do you just want to leave, like, $10? <laughs> just to remind you that, like, you don't have $10. <laughs> You're like, can I Venmo the doctor? How do I? 
Copay reminds me of this guy I used to date because we'd always go out for dinner and then at the end he'd be like, oh, don't worry, I got the bill. Do you just want to leave the tip? <laughs> it's like, wow, are you seriously going to make me copay on this date? <laughs> okay, uh, well, you're going to have to copay on this blowjob, right? I'll suck your dick, but you have to swallow. <laughs> And I don't really know how we're going to do that. <laughs> but I did steal this ramekin from the dinner we both just paid for. So spit it and pass it. No, I was going to spit it out anyways. Who cares? This is really killing against this, this low laugh. Are you my age? Yeah, you. Oh, no, wait. No, it's a different person. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure you're cute, too. God, I gotta tell you, the Ghostbuster ladies must have been sweating up a storm. I am dying. <laughs> this is raw silk, and I want to end my life. <laughs> Don't worry, I brought a change of clothes. I hate... I really, I really hate um, lying... On stage, um, it's uh, some comics do it and you don't even notice. When I do it, I uh, what I'm trying to say is that I actually do swallow, <laughs> but like just because it's the fastest way to get it out of your mouth, <laughs> right? Like who the fuck is letting somebody come in their mouth and then they're like, hold on, let me find a place to put it. Ah! It's like, bitch, you've got a cup right here. <laughs> Swallow. In fact, if a guy tells me he's going to come, I start swallowing. Plus, that makes him come faster. So that's for you. You can have it. Oh, I hate that that joke made me thirsty. Um, it's not good. It's not good at all. Okay, just checking the time. What do you do? You. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, you're in a. It didn't start out happy. No. Um, you're an assistant to a manager. Couldn't be more vague. Uh, what? Let's start with what does the manager do? He represents writers. All right. Uh, yeah, I see the light, and I also agree. Uh, he represents writers, so he's like a manager. He's literally a manager. I just got it. He manages people. God, you can tell I'm doing well in the industry. I'm like, what, an Arby's manager? What, are you work at the Gap? Guys, we have a really great show for you tonight. And I swear, like, most of the people on this show are way smarter than me. Um, so they'll get the manager reference and doctor books. The, next, the first comic we have on the show is awesome. She was in the top five of Last Comic Standing, which is a TV show. You might know of it. Um, she also was in Scream Queens, which, I mean, how fucking cool is that? Please give a warm welcome for Andy Erickson! Excited for my shows. Yeah! And I'm just like, we're ready. 
your turn. Rah! No, and then I just scream. Just kidding. Um, none of this is part of my act, so it hasn't started yet. <laughs> Crap, and I forgot my set list inside, so whoops. Um, <laughs> Those are my arms. Um, okay. <laughs> Dang it. Um, what are they doing? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I haven't done anything yet. Okay. She was on Spring Queen, and then she just meowed for the whole set. She like kept doing her intro. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm also trying to have like a deeper voice because people can't hear my jokes when I get too excited. So let's just try it like this. Um, no, we're gonna. Hey guys. Okay. <sighs> And I was like, is she the comedian or is she just the first one to run on stage? <laughs> like, well, let's just let her do it. Okay. Uh, uh, when I was younger, um, I grew up in a theme park. <laughs> yeah. uh, the theme of the park was trailer. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's cool growing up in a trailer park, you guys. It's cool. Because you get to pretend like you're a movie star. <laughs> you, know? you can be like, if you need me, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> Just smoking meth and eating my cat. <laughs> this one's the meth one. <laughs> this one's the cat. <laughs> um, I love that this is a podcast, too. So, like, they're going to be like, holy crap, that was insane. Um, yeah, and then she started flying. Uh, <laughs> um, do you guys think that when a frog sees its babies for the first time, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Did I get drunk and sleep with a fish? <laughs> like, where are your arms and legs, little buddies? <laughs> My mom's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, man. Do you guys think a Jehovah's Witness has ever been able to finish a knock-knock joke? <laughs> you know, like, knock-knock, who's there? Jehovah, go away. <laughs> oh, man. Orange, you glad I didn't say pamphlet? <laughs> so do any of you guys hang curtains <laughs> Shit, I messed it up. <laughs> uh, do any of you guys hang blankets on your windows for curtains? Right? Do any of you do that? Yes? <laughs> it's totally fine to hang blankets on your windows for curtains. No one cares. <laughs> But when I start using curtains as blankets, everyone freaks out. My mom's like, what are you doing with the Venetian blinds? And I'm like, shh. Taking a nap. Scratchy. Uh, right? Some of you just learned what Venetian blinds were. That guy. <laughs> just kidding. Me too. Uh, so uh, I love texting. It's so much fun. But like a typo can just ruin everything. Like I was texting my boyfriend and I wanted to say something cute. I wanted to be like, kiss, 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 kiss. 
but what I accidentally sent was kids, 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 kids. You know, super awkward. He's like, what's on your mind? <laughs> oh, man, so he's not my boyfriend anymore. <laughs> because he's my husband, yeah! I did it! Anything is possible! Um, I'm so excited to be... I'm so excited to be married. Um, but I want to share my like the story of how I, I met my husband. Um, he was a stranger at the time. Because <laughs> that, that's how it works. Uh, unless you're doing it wrong. Um, so um, I, he saw me at a comedy show. I was opening uh, for Doug Benson. And my friend told me, he's like, Doug gets lots of single dudes come out to his show. So... So put on some makeup, <laughs> put on a dress, and you're going to get all the numbers. Uh, so, so I did. I, I performed, and after the show, I got uh, an, e- a, an email from someone, and they were like, hey, cool show. Do you want to be on my podcast? And I was like, okay. So I, I went over to this strange man's house, um, and I went into his basement, um, and we, rec- <laughs> we recorded a podcast. Great, wonderful, awesome. Uh, but I find out, though, a couple of weeks later that he did not have a podcast. <laughs> he made it up just to have a reason to hang out with me. I know, isn't that so romantic? <laughs> I know, the ladies are like, that is so creepy. And the dudes are like, that is such a good idea. <laughs> but no, we're doing good. He's great. I love him to death. He's awesome. Um, uh, I guess before I get out of here, I like to spread awareness. I have a heart condition called Marfan syndrome. I just like to share some of the signs because knowing the signs can save lives. Yeah, maybe you have a heart condition. Yeah! So some of the signs are having big hands. Like, look at that. Holy buckets. I know someone just took a picture. (laughs) Just great. Big hands. You think that's crazy? Look how big my peace sign is. (laughs) I know. I know. but uh, another, another sign is I have uh, scoliosis, right? And growing up, it was always awkward. I hated having scoliosis. My mom was like, well, you know what? Guys like curvy girls. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks, Mom. Ooh, yeah, I'm so curvy. Ooh, so curvy. My lungs are collapsing. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for me, guys. Have a All right, I'm going to keep this show. You guys like my new dress? <laughs> I, on, I went backstage and some of the comics were like, are you doing characters? <laughs> no, bitch, I'm just hot. <laughs> hate that I said it in that voice. Um, I'm going to keep this show rolling and I promise to still be wearing this dress next time because it's a big hit. Are you guys ready for your next act? He's super cool. He moved here within the last year. <laughs> this is his whole biography. <laughs> it's his first time doing the show. Please give it up for Curtis Cook. I right, give it up for your house, everybody. Let it hear you. Yeah, she wanted to know if she could say anything about me. I was like, I don't want these people to know shit. <laughs> We'll see how this goes first. I want to tell some jokes, but I got to say first that I am a black person, but I'm the kind of black person who has to announce it to everybody before I tell a race joke. (laughs) Otherwise, everybody's like, yo, this Indian kid is very racist. (laughs) 
Like I'm aware I look like the Taliban's jazz instructor. <laughs> but I've been thinking about it recently because I grew up in an all-white neighborhood and I just grew up thinking that certain things were normal and now I'm looking back realizing they were kind of fucked up. Like every year in grade school, we would take a field trip to a place called Hale's Farm which would pretend that they were stuck in the Civil War every year. And we would go, and all the white kids would get to play a game where they asked the actors what they would be in that time frame. And this little boy was like, what would I be? And they're like, you would be a soldier. And this little girl was like, what would I be? And they're like, you would be a milkmaid. And I was like, what would I be? And the actor was like, well, that depends. Are you fast? And I was like, <laughs> I was like yes, I'm very fast. He was like, well, then you would be Canadian. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But I was real impressionable at that age, so I just grew up thinking that there were no better long-distance runners than black Canadians. <laughs> like, everybody in Toronto is fast as shit. <laughs> and the other thing was Hale's Farm was also an active cotton plantation, which is weird, because a cotton plantation without slaves is just called a cotton farm, but that sounds weird. <laughs> like, we would go there, and it was another school year we went, and we signed up for the slave experience, which is when you paid Hale's Farm $20, and they would let you pick cotton for them while the actors were slightly rude to you. Because <laughs> uh, they were kids, so they were just like, hey, you're short for your age. Pick faster. And you're like, oh. So for the next decade, I thought that's what slavery was. <laughs> And I'd be talking to my family. They'd be like, we came from slaves. I'd be like, you got to calm down. It's not that bad. I did it once. <laughs> it's an easy-ass time. <laughs> and I've been thinking about all this now because I just got my first office job. Like, my whole life, I've been working in, like, factories, warehouses, and restaurants, and now I'm working in a bank because I lied on my resume. <laughs> I, was like, I just wrote that I went to Harvard for math. I was like, they're not going to check, and they didn't check. <laughs> Now I work in this bank for like three more weeks, probably. <laughs> and we were having a good time there for a while, and I was like hanging out. And then we got like this group of socialists sending a death threat. They were like, We hate money, we're gonna blow up your bank. And you know, socialists, they don't, you know, you know how people with rich parents act. <laughs> So we had to hire a security guard, and I walked in the first day he was there, and then he was like, I know you from someplace. And I was like, probably you don't. And I went about my day, and the next day I walked in, he was like, hey, do you have a very short girlfriend? And I was like, yes, I do. And I'm getting suspicious now. And then the next day I walked in, he was like, hey, I figured it out. I had to kick you and your girlfriend out of a party for being too drunk. With and now I just have to live and work with this man. Who think, ah, it's so awkward. He, it was a Wednesday, because it's like Monday you get drunk because you're sad, and then Tuesday you try to stay sober unless you have a comedy show at the UCB, and then you do what you want. And then Wednesday you just get fucked up. Wednesday is like the first it's okay to get drunk day, and so I usually just get drunk on Wednesdays, and now I just show up on Thursdays and he's judgmental to me because he knows that's when he kicked me out of a place. <laughs> And the other thing about this job is that I'm one of two black people there and I can't figure out how to talk in my regular voice while I'm around all those white people. And it's like, not that I think they would not let me do it, it's just that I'm like, nervous. <laughs> I don't know if this, you is a predominantly white audience, but like, you know, if you ever talk to a black person or other white people, they're not talking to you like they talk to normal people. <laughs> They're talking to you like you're a strange person who oppresses them and it's horrifying and I'm trying to work it out. Like every day I'm like listening to rap music in my car. I listen to the Steve Harvey morning show. I'm like, I'm using my regular voice today and then some woman named Betsy says good morning and I fall to pieces. And I'm just like, hello Betsy, great to see you. Excited to work on these stocks or whatever we do here. <laughs> 
and I work with one other black guy, and the saddest part is that we don't use our normal voices with each other. <laughs> He's like 20 years older than me. I keep looking, and I'm like, Kevin, just fix this problem for us. Talk to me one time like I'm a normal person, and he won't do it. So I'm just every morning. Good morning, Kevin. Hey there, Curtis. This is a lie. Why are we playing this game? <laughs> And then finally it happened. It was a Thursday and I had been drunk the night before because it was a Wednesday. <laughs> and I showed up hungover and the security guard judged me and then I walked up and I saw Kevin and he was just like, nigga, you fucking up. And I was like, we made it. <laughs> My alcoholism has brought us together as a people. <laughs> But I've been thinking about it a lot because my girlfriend, she is like black with a capital B black. Like she reads about it and shit. Like I, I don't care at all. I've been pretending to know who Tennessee Coates is for our entire relationship. <laughs> I'm not going to read that nigga's book. It's boring. <laughs> I know how hard it is already. I'm not going <laughs> to. But um, she made me, we, had, we were going to have a date night. I was like, this is going to be a beautiful night. We're going to drink this rosé, go down on each other, cuddle up in bed. <laughs> And I was like, you know what, baby? I've been reading a lot about feminism this week, so why don't you go ahead and pick the movie we watch? And then she picked a documentary about the civil rights movement, which is like a bummer, because ain't nobody getting their genitals licked after that. It was hard. Like, I got my boner went away within like the first 20 minutes, because he's just watching these people get hoses set on them and dogs sit on them, and it made me realize how much stamina Dr. Martin Luther King had to have as a man because the documentary taught us that he was cheating on his wife during all those marches. And you know how reckless you gotta be to walk for states and go home to a segregated motel to wipe a tear from your brow and the sweat from your eyes and pick up the phone and be like, yo, Mabel, are you trying to fuck right now? I was like, damn, this man is impressive. It made me so excited. And the rest of the documentary that taught us about the Black Panthers organization, we learned that the people were trying to arrest Huey Newton, the leader of the group. They rode up to this house where this, they thought he was staying, and this kid came out with something in his hands. One of the second thought, they riddled his body full of bullet holes. And when the smoke cleared, it turns out this 15-year-old kid was a genius college law student holding nothing in his hands but a law book and explaining to the police all the reasons they had no right to be there. And it was a watershed moment for the civil rights movement because it taught white people that not just regular black people are dying, but educated black people. And that pissed me off because it shouldn't have mattered a kid is a kid no matter what and it made me realize that all these years later there's still nothing I can do if an officer decides to claim my life but what I can do is make sure that if I do get shot by a cop I get shot with a really good book on my person <laughs> and so I started brainstorming I was like what book do white people like a lot and at first I was like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone hands down but I was like that's not gonna work they're gonna think I'm a John autistic baby <laughs> I might as well be reading Mice and Men and holding a rabbit when they shoot me <laughs> So I was like, all right, I'm going to go up to this Goodwill. I'm by the fanciest book they had. But the fanciest book at the Goodwill I went to was a hardbound copy of the Quran, which is two steps backwards, <laughs> safety wise. And the second fanciest book was a paperback copy of Mein Kampf. And I was like, who the fuck is donating to this Goodwill? <laughs> and I picked it up because I'd never seen Mein Kampf in person before all these different parts were circled and underlined. I was like, nah. <laughs> I wiped my fingerprints off and went. <laughs> Well, I keep a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird in my car at all times because it's got clear racial themes. The other day I got pulled over doing 65 and a 60. Cop asked for my license registration and put both hands on the steering wheel, told him I was going to give it to him because you don't want to scare him by doing what he tells you to do. <laughs> I handed him my license registration. I also take my copy of To Kill a Mockingbird. I put it on my lap and he goes, young man, what is that book for? And I go, oh, this is so that if you kill me, you look like a real asshole. <laughs> And without missing a beat, he took a step back, put his hand on his gun, and said, Kid, if I kill you, I'll just take the book. 
Hey, thank you guys very much. Keep it going. Have a good show. One time I was wearing this dress and I went to the 99 cent store. That's not important at the story. <laughs> and the wom a woman, the woman, no, a woman um, was like, oh my gosh, I love your dress. Did you get that in Peru? And I was like, no, I, two white ladies in LA made it. <laughs> like, so it feels rude in the dress. Um, I don't have a pedicure. This is going to be fun. Do you have a pedicure? Fuck, okay, um, but you don't, right? <laughs> Today I went to Marshall's, wow, you're really seeing the places I shop. <laughs> Today I went to Marshall's and I um, tried to get a, a foot, it takes us, no, that would be great. It's the thing that takes gross shit off your foot. A, a pumice, but the one that's electric. A foot shaver. <laughs> Probably, right? It does look like a razor. And it had, like, it, the package was open, and I was like, fucking great. I'll get a discount. <laughs> so I took it up, and I was like, this is the last one. It's open. Can I have a discount? And she said no. And I said, I'm good then. <laughs> I didn't take it. So, and boy, do I regret it now. <laughs> I will clean up this stage if you want me to later. Um, or any minute, if you guys just all want to watch me clean the stage. <laughs> I'm wearing a, sh I guess I should go put my jumpsuit back on if I'm gonna do maintenance. <laughs> um, what was I gonna talk about? That, that was all planned so I could do this great material about 99 cent store. No, don't know anyone here. Um, y you're, you're the assistant. Um, I really fucked up before. Does your manager you work for represent comedians? <laughs> no? Yeah, but like, what about comedians who like want to write? <laughs> One or two. Let me know if he wants to make it three or four. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, I did fuck that up. No. But he is just about writing. It's not, he's not a math agent, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I would never. I'm not trying to be like, hey, let me know if you want me to write a doctor book. <laughs> Who are you going to sell to tomorrow? Uh, I'm going back to New Jersey tomorrow. So. And they don't need doctor books in New Jersey. <laughs> um, bummer. I'm sorry. Where are you flying out of? LA. Okay, yeah, your life sucks right now. Um, <laughs> I just moved near, you don't live here. Okay, okay, great. Anyone have a baby? <laughs> I thought maybe. I don't know, it's Tuesday. Parents, I guess I, parents don't go out on a Tuesday. Um, I just had a kid, uh, which is what I tell the other women in my cardio bar class. <laughs> I was like, well, I just had a baby, so <laughs> that's why I can't do everything you guys are doing. I used to babysit kids and walk dogs, so basically I was just living the worst parts of other people's lives. <laughs> but I would babysit in West Hollywood and um, people would always think like I was the parent of the kid and I'd always be like, yes, of course, because like I felt like if you're a mom in West Hollywood, you're like so classy. <laughs> That's not a joke, I just wanted it <laughs> to kill. Um, we have uh, an, the next act on the show. 
is stupid. No, he... <laughs> the next act on the show is one of my closest friends. We have a podcast together. During his set, I don't mind if you get your phones out and download it. That's fine with me. It's called Ya Booze Ya News, and we get really drunk, and then we do the news. So... I don't know, we can write something about that if you want. <laughs> he also has an album. I'll t- I would tell you the name of the album, but it's going to spoil who he is because the album doesn't have an original title. It's just his name. Um, but I am thanked on the back of the album. I know, I know. I just walk off stage. Guys, <laughs> please give a warm welcome to my favorite person I work with. I don't know. <laughs> Give it up for a bla- Oh, fuck. What do we do about the spill? Oh, I thought that was an audience member. I was like... Um, okay, great. I'm really sorry. And also, I've been practicing saying sorry instead of sorry. I did pretty good. Okay, please give a warm welcome to Blake Wexler! <laughs> Uh, Good morning, whatever. Um, uh, Who even knows? Um, How is there a way to know? I I woke up uh, very hungover over the weekend, uh, Saturday morning, because, you know, it was morning. Like, how do you live your life? If you haven't tried alcoholism, oh, (laughs) you gotta. Like, it is... Mornings are a little rough, but nights, good God, do they fly by. Um, <laughs> and who knows how many. I, um, so I woke up uh, very hungover after eating and drinking uh, like a younger man uh, the previous night. And um, I woke up next to my girlfriend and uh, I was like, oh my God, I have the worst hangover. Do you have like, anything, anything at all? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry, I get very emotional talking about my alcoholism. And um, she, uh, I'm like, do you have anything to take? And, like Advil or Tylenol or something? And she goes, uh, no, 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 I don't have anything. I'm like, I feel so physically horrible. Do you have any drug whatsoever? <laughs> and she goes, well, I have Midol. And I'm like, all right, what's it do? <laughs> what does it do? It sounds efficient. What's it do? And uh, she goes, well, uh, it helps uh, women um, when they're experiencing PMS, uh, you know, helps them with the symptoms. And I'm like, okay, like what symptoms does it help with? And she goes, well, it helps with with bloating. And I'm like, check. I feel very bloated right now. I feel very bloated all the time. Check. Bloating. Great. What else does it do? And she goes, well, it helps with cramps. And I said, my tummy is killing me right now. Check two. This sounds like a great drug. What else? And she goes, and it has caffeine in it. And I'm like, I am too hungover to make coffee right now. Give it to me. Give it to me. So I took two of them. I have never felt so good in my goddamn life. It's the most amazing drug ever. So now I just take Midol. I take it all the time. I'm on six right now. I'm out of my mind. I feel so good. Oh. oh, sorry, wrong hand. Um, <laughs> ugh, cut it off. Um, I, uh, I grew up with a lot of stuffed animals. We were plush positive, our house. Uh, we were a plush positive home. And grew up with a bunch of stuffos, the industry term. And <laughs> it's not funny. Um, not funny at all. So 
grew up a lot of those folks. And um, I had a, uh, a teddy bear named Teddy it's before creativity. And then um, I also had Beanie Babies overflowing over Tabasco the Bull. You know, I'm just like you guys. All right. I'm just don't let me separate. I did have a Princess Diana. She sat on the shelf. Tabasco the Bull. We got down. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a guy's guy. And uh, it's the real uh, Tabasco, you son of a gun. Huh? Ugh. <laughs> um is there even anyone else in here? Um, let's put these away. So, um, not the time. Uh, so I grew up with a lot of stuffed animals, and I went home to visit my family recently, and uh, my mom has kept my childhood room the exact same, which is um, definitely some sort of psychiatric disorder uh, for either of us. You know, like, someone needs help. We need to speak about why that is the same thing. But I love it. But I came home, and all my stuffed animals are still in there. This is, now that I'm saying it out loud, very weird. Um, but they're all in there. But there was a new guy in there. Uh, there was a, um, uh, like, a stuffed doll plush plush doll and I'm like who is this and my, my mom was in the room I wasn't like explain yourself right we'll call the authorities um uh, I asked my mom I'm like what is this and she goes oh that's your uh that's my buddy and I'm like what? And she goes, my buddy, it's, it was a doll that I gave you when you were five. And for those of you who don't know uh, what or who my buddy is, my buddy is a stuffed boy, which as two words stuck together go, very concerning, right? <laughs> a, stuffed, a stuffed boy then. You went and stuffed a boy. Okay, let's put it in my room. What else? Like, what, is, what is this thing? Like, I, like it sucked. It sucked. And I'm like, this thing sucks. And that's how I talked to my mom. What the heck? What is this? Where's Tabasco the Burst Puxley? And, uh, and she's, like, she's like, yeah, you didn't like him when you were a kid either. I'm like, what's he doing back? And because all you can do with this stuffed boy is like you, like, you, you tie his shoes for him and you, you feed him with a spoon and like put a shirt over him and I'm like this isn't a stuffed animal this is like a husband with a brain injury I don't want this like what is this like oh yes it's good days and bad days <laughs> oh, this is not one of hey hey uh, it's never <laughs> cool thanks for hanging out for that one um I, uh, this is the last thing uh, I'll share with you guys. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big, like, sports fan, because why be happy? And, like, why enjoy your life? Um, so, this is my favorite story in the world. You don't have to like sports. Uh, uh, I don't even like sports anymore. It's ruining my life. And um, this was, uh, this happened, this was a uh, football game that happened, I believe, in, like, 2005. Uh, and it was uh, during Halloween. So, as far as topical goes. <laughs> um, so, uh... There's a football game in 2005. I went with my dad. And if you haven't been to a professional sporting event uh, on Halloween, um, you, you got to go because it's the best in that it is the worst. You know what I mean? It's terrible. Like, there was a guy... Like, people wear costumes and football apparel at the same time. Like, I swear to God, there's a guy wearing, like, a Teletubby uh, body and then had a football helmet on his head. And I'm like, oh, what are you supposed to be for Halloween? An alcoholic? Because that's what they would dress like. Um... <laughs> 
So I'm at this game, and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, that's where I'm from, and they were playing a team called the Baltimore Ravens, a geographical location, and uh, they, um, the Baltimore Ravens were beating uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. This game was in Philadelphia, and it's 100% a true story, and uh, this Ravens fan's like, yeah, Philly sucks, Philly sucks, and he's giving everybody the finger, and uh, he's holding a beer in his hand, and the Ravens score again, he's like, yeah, this is the worst city, and then on my life, this is true, a man appeared at the top of our section. And uh, he had a Batman mask on, <laughs> um, a uh, Donovan McNabb number five football jersey, uh, the arm, the uh, Batman arms, you know, the spike things, whatever those are called, uh, a cape, and in his left hand, he was holding a fishing rod. <laughs> and on the hook was a rubber prosthetic ass. <laughs> Now, I love Batman. I've seen all the movies, but I drink a lot. I don't remember that part when Batman takes out the Joker. It's like, ha! Like, I don't remember that part. So this Batman appears at the top of the stands, and uh, this Ravens fan is taunting everyone, like, yeah, Philly sucks. On my life, the Batman casts the rubber ass from the top of the section and it flew through the air and the ass cheeks were hitting each other (laughs) and it slammed into the Ravens fan's beer and knocked it out of his hands and I was uh, 16 years old and I still turned to my father I was like, daddy? because what is that? what is that for the rest of my life? what was that? what does it continue to be? And then he reeled the ass back in and it just snaked up the aisle. (laughs) And I I look around and everyone in the stands are just like, I I don't know. And I look back up and the Batman had vanished. He was gone. And it it just still, I I carry that with me to this day because like he was the hero that we needed but not the hero that we deserved. You know what I mean? All right, I'm Blake. Have a good night. Bye. You're going to download the podcast now? Yeah. Please. <laughs> and for the listeners at home, it's yeah, booze, yeah, news. You can cut that, okay? <laughs> the next comic on the show is awesome. She has an amazing show in Highland Park. If you, you might not know, that's the cool part of town. At a bowling alley. It's the uncool part about the show. Please give it up for Jessica Seely. <laughs> show the bowling alley in town what's going on all right i was feeling like i look really cute tonight and then i was looking at myself in the mirror backstage wait woo for that. that's because i was expecting that um i was looking at myself in the mirror backstage and i was like oh my god i'm shania twain that's mixed feelings about that. Um, do any of you uh, maybe recognize me from your local Tinder here? Yeah, did I come up at all? I'm in a very close radius. <clears throat> you might not recognize me, though, because I am uh, way hotter on my Tinder. <laughs> yeah, because I'm 18 and, like, really a lot thinner and there's, like, a little more light left in my eyes and... <clears throat> I think it's a really good thing to do. I think it's really funny um, to show up on a date 
and then watch disappointment wash over somebody's face. You guys are upset about that, it seems, but it's like, you know, I don't, it's like, they're still gonna fuck me. I just never, it's never stopped anyone, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm on Tinder because like, because I, when I, I go on the road for comedy and then it's just like a very like lonely, like kind of weird experience. I'm performing for strangers, hi, and then I go back to this like motel room and it's just like, I'm so like, you know, void, the void is, is real. So I'm like, you know what would make this less dark is if I go on Tinder. <laughs> I always do this thing on Tinder where my caption just says like, hey, I'm only in town for one night, you know? So like, <laughs> help, you know? Uh, which I really recommend, like, even if you live here, just be like, hey, I'm just visiting Los Angeles, show me around. <laughs> like, you'll get a ton of messages because nobody wants love. Um, <laughs> anywho, I had this really, <laughs> I had this really, my favorite experience though is recently in Chicago, I went on Tinder and I'm doing that thing. And then I get this message from this guy, he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, last night in Chicago, you know? And then he was like, he messaged me back, he said, okay, well, I'm a single dad. And I only have my daughter for one night, but I'll try to figure out something to do with her. So when I hooked up with him, I, um, at, at one point I held him really closely and I whispered in his ear, I miss you, daddy. I'm not like saying I'm a great human, you know? Sometimes we all do a little bit of psychological Sudoku. <laughs> uh, I should just do Sudoku instead of. But um, he's gonna hear that voice for a while. Every time his daughter. Never mind. I'm not gonna keep talking about that. But since I'm going down a, I'm a weird person, and I don't always make the right choices path. I feel like I just might as well make a confession. Okay. Have any of you ever had sex with someone who is in a relationship with not you? I see a lot of couples out there tonight. And I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. But recently, I did, I did that. Okay? And the thing is, I, I don't feel guilty at all. Because I just gave, like, really just, like, s really such a bad blowjob. <laughs> like, so bad to the point where I feel like, if anything, I just taught him a lesson. <laughs> Like, he probably appreciates her so much more now. Like, he's never gonna do that again. Like, I feel like he just went home to her and, like, held her so tightly. And then, like, kissed the back of her head. And she's like, what's gotten into you? <laughs> he's like, my dick's bleeding. So, I drink a lot of coffee. I'm, like, very, like, I have a jaw. Um... But I'm just saying, if any of you, like, are, you know, maybe questioning your partner's love, and I see you looking at each other over there, you know, just send them my way. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, make, I'll make them true to you again. Because <laughs> I just, like, I always feel like, I mean, I'm fine looking, but if someone cheats, cheats on someone with me, I'm like, they're just a cheater. I'm like, they're like, I'm not, it's not like, listen, she was a model. It was a one time. It's like, you do that all the time. Wow. Um, anyway, 
I'm a good person still, probably. Um, I don't eat meat. <laughs> Which, uh, neither did Hitler. So, I, I am having a hard time saving myself right now. Um, I'm a bisexual person. Wow, that didn't help either. Okay, thanks for the support. No, it's too late, really. I get it, though. It's like the most boring sexuality of all. It's like literally saying whatever. But I don't like it when people say to my face, like, Jessica, I don't believe that bisexuals exist. Because uh, that makes me very nervous. You know what I mean? I, like, start trying to put my hand through walls and shit. I'm like, I don't know. But recently I was hanging out with one, like, one of my straight guy friends, because I'm a stand-up comedian. And um, I hope you guys know that. And... Uh, and he was like, Jessica, I don't think that you're queer. I just think that you're too immature to fully appreciate the role of masculinity in your life. And then I was like, look, man, I'm not a straight girl. Like, that's the thing I just totally know. You know, I've done the research. And I just know that. And he was like, okay, if you're not a straight girl, then prove it to me. So then I slept with him and was like, would a straight girl have done that. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm going <laughs> to... <clears throat> this has been cathartic <laughs> for me and for you, I think. So thanks so much. And, you know, come out to a bowling alley. <laughs> I feel good about myself. Coming out to the show. Um, thank you for letting me host it. I know Cameron and Rhea are just amazing, but I'm pretty fun too. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.